Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Bill Crystal, just back from New York. Did you bring your bowling shoes, Bill, is the question. I know there's so many bad jokes. One thinks of, uh, <laughs> I was on the Sala back last night and reading stuff on Twitter and on websites and thinking about the Uber cab I took Wednesday night, actually. Mm-hmm. It was raining from, from a meeting I was at to a dinner and wondering, hey, maybe that was the Uber cab that this doc, who seems like an admirable guy insofar as he helped wanted to save lives in Africa, but couldn't he have been a little more careful about what he did when he got back to the U.S.? Jeez. And then, well, remember what the CDC says. There's, number one, there's absolutely no way you can catch it in mass transportation. And number two, if you think you've got it, stay off of mass transportation. So there, there's right, a completely... You know what <laughs> makes me feel good is the Cuomo, de Blasio, Ron Klain, they're all on top of it. And, absolutely. And, I did watch a little of the Cuomo, de Blasio thing, and this, that really is American liberalism today. Condescending, arrogant, mm-hmm. slightly willing to, willing to distort reality for the sake of dealing with the rubes out there. It was really shocking, actually, to watch the... I mean, how does Cuomo know they've got it under control or that they're performing well? They just... The guy showed up yesterday at a hospital, right? I mean, right. We, you know, I mean, I, God knows, I hope no one catches it in New York. I hope it's not like Dallas where two healthcare workers get infected. But they have no reason to say that. And I really, honestly, if something happens, which I'm not, believe me, uh, rooting for in any way, hoping ha- I'm hoping it doesn't happen. But if something happens, Cuomo could lose the governor's race, I think. I mean, at that point, you got some guy, you know, in, you know, elbowing his way into a press conference, talking all the time, super overconfident, and not knowing anything he's talking about. Uh, and you also have the, the the reminder that Ebola is in a new environment now. I mean, I'm bil- willing to bet that most of the communities struck by Ebola in Liberia, Guinea, and Sierra Leone did not have bowling alleys. And yeah, my, my yeah, point is that yeah. you've got you're in a totally different environment. We have so little science on this. I'm not saying that I'm terrified. I'm simply saying I'd like to see a little more uh, humility about the facts as opposed to, as you mentioned, the arrogance and the condescension. Yeah, totally. Jonathan Last, who wrote that terrific piece for us a week ago on Ebola, and probably write some the new thing this weekend online, uh, made this point in an email to me this morning, is that we, we know we continue to know less than they pretend we know. I mean, the good news is it does seem the people who've gotten it so far in the U.S. context, the American context, are healthcare workers, obviously, who uh, someone who came from Africa and contaminated two people here, and then someone who got it in Africa, hopefully hasn't contaminated anyone here. So, that, and they were all tending to people who had advanced cases of Ebola. So hopefully it's much less, as they keep saying, it's less easily transmitted. It clearly is less easily transmitted if it's not in these kind of terrible final stages. And if you're not a healthcare worker who's, you know, attending to someone and obviously in a much closer uh, situation. But, I mean, think about this. What if, and so I do think that allows a lot of other people to feel, okay, probably nothing's happening. And probably nothing is if you're just, you know, taking subways around New York. What about the, what happens if there's one non-healthcare worker infected, which of course is possible, you know, secondary kind of infection. I think then people do go crazy. And at that point, the idiotic, patronizing, misleading statements of all these big government officials will really come back to haunt them. Because that is when you do need to trust government. People will really will panic and they'll need to know, okay, really, what do I do? You know, how do I know what to do and what not to do? And at that point, no one will trust the, uh, the federal government officials. No one will trust Cuomo. So they could pay, for now, they're not paying much of a price except for being ridiculed by people like us for what they're saying. But I'm, I'm worried that we could pay a real price. Uh, which brings us to the conundrum of the moment. Uh, confidence in government is very, very low. The you know, Fox poll had that great question. Do you feel like we're going to hell in a handbasket? New numbers out today showing that the Democratic Party is polling as badly as it ever has in modern times. And yet, you look around the country, Bill, and Republicans are in neck-and-neck neck races. 
And it does if, if to me, that's the ultimate proof of just how badly damaged the GOP brand is, that as much as they know government isn't working and the party of government has failed them, they still don't want to vote Republican unless they absolutely have to. Right. And I think they will mostly uh, in, in 10 days, because I do think they want to send a message to Obama and they want to actually have a Republican Senate to check Obama. And in some individual races, there are much more attractive Republican candidates. But I agree with you uh, about the brand, and I certainly agree that Republicans, and I sort of make this point in my editorial this week, the Republicans would be making a huge mistake if they celebrate. They should celebrate election night if they win the Senate, pick up House seats, and so forth. But they should, it should be a one-day celebration, and then they need to be serious about a positive Republican agenda, a reshaping of the Republican message, uh, and so forth into, you know, for the next year. That is crucial. If they, if they take 2014 as some kind of vindication, they're crazy. It does prove, you know, politics is like every other uh, sport, like the major, like the World Series or like football games. You know, you can have flaws on your own team and make mistakes, but if the other team has worse flaws and makes right. uh, bigger mistakes, you still win. Doesn't mean, though, that for the next round, that you don't have to fix those mistakes. And that's that's got to be the Republican attitude. And, you know, these polls are so tight that it's you, when you talk to people, uh, particularly Repu- fans of the Republican Party, the one day they're almost elated. Oh, my gosh, look at this. Joni Ernst, Car- Cory Gardner. And then the next day, another poll comes out. Oh, my gosh, we're in trust. It's so tight. So where do you think we are now just a week and a handful of days ahead of the election? Look, I think you're absolutely right about the polls. People should, should calm down. It's hard to, but they do really do have a margin of error of 2 3 4%. There really is a chance they're off by more than that, a 1 in 20 chance. Uh, and everyone sensible has been through this a few times, averages polls and tries to throw out outliers if they seem to have problems with them, and tries to look at the trend. I think that's a helpful thing to do. I mean, if you get the same polling company doing a poll once a week, let's say, you can take a look at the trend and at least have a sense of which way it's going, which presumably they're using the same methodology. But even then, over-interpreting one or two-point moves, that's just noise. You know, that's silly. Having said all that, I would say, basically, there has been some Republican movement. I don't know if it's not maybe quite a wave, but maybe a little bit of a tide. Uh, and if you combine that with what I think remains the case, but some people don't agree with this, that incumbents who are below 48, let's say, percent right now in the ballot test are likely to lose, that, that the late break will go against the incumbents, uh, that will be the dominant thing on people's minds in the last week. Will be uh, and if the incumbent hasn't already closed the sale, they'll decide. You know what? That challenger, I don't know that much about him. And a couple of his positions I don't like. Maybe even some of those ads are telling the truth when they say that he's hostile to this or that. But you know what? I want to send a message, and I want to change. And I don't like Obama, and I don't like incumbents. Uh, so I'll go for the Republican challenger. So I would say in cases where the Republicans are challenger, not an incumbent, against a Democratic incumbent, I would be pretty optimistic that any Republican is now within about two points, three points. In cases where the Republicans are incumbents, in cases where they're too op- it's an open seat, they have a little, the Democrats have a little more chance to win, which is why I think in states like Georgia, Kansas, Kentucky, there is a non-trivial chance of Democrats picking up a Senate seat. Um, but I still think they're very likely to lose the Senate. I think it'll be a quite a good night for Republicans, which they then should not overinterpret. Uh what is the ideal outcome politically? You know, there's some people who argue that the ideal outcome would be for the Republicans to get 49 seats and to leave the team Obama in place, but have enough votes to stop, you know, uh, uh, President Obama's actions and then, you know, campaign heading into 2016 as, again, still the opposition party. Other people say, no, 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 no. They need control of the Senate so they can craft a congressional agenda and sell it for the next two years and present it to rebrand the brand. Which one is the pragmatic political winner? 
I think winning is generally better than losing, so I'd, I'd want to win. I'd want to win a majority in the Senate, stop some bad Obama appointments, uh, not just policies, uh, be able to pass some pieces of legislation that the House has passed or will pass again, and put pressure on some Democrats to vote for them, whether it's Keystone or a particular, uh, you know, freeing people up from some of the worst parts of Obamacare uh, and so forth. I think you could get Democratic votes for that, give Obama some tough vetoes. Uh, the toughest thing is going... So I think they're practical... Uh, increase defense spending a little bit, maybe put pressure on Obama not to do a terrible Iran deal. So the practical advantages of having a Republican Senate are not trivial, so I think that's important. Secondly, the positive agenda is going to be harder to do from Congress, but they can play a role. I still think the presidential candidate probably has the key role to play in that. Um, but also, I do think if Republicans don't win the Senate, the demoralization and finger-pointing among Republicans and conservatives, the split, the donors just kind of deciding it's hopeless, uh, Tea Party guys furious at the establishment, probably some vice versa. I mean, it could be fun to watch, and we'll all have, we will all participate, I suppose, in those recriminations if we have to. But generally speaking, I think you prefer not to have that be the mood of the party going into 2016. So I think winning has its problems, but I think winning is better than losing. And one last question for you. You know, we're at the point where you, the airwaves are saturated. I'm in Georgia, and where every ad is a political ad. We've got two competitive races: Senate and Governor. Uh, it's the same way across the country. Is there a message that Republicans could pick up in the last week, a single theme that they could beat on and beat on and break through that noise that you think would do them the most good on election night? I think it is the theme that ties together Obamacare and to some degree the reaction to Ebola uh, and the bad uh, economic prospects for middle-class and working-class Americans. Big government liberalism doesn't work at home. Uh, a utopian wishfulness and failure to confront the challenges of the world doesn't work abroad. Uh, we need tough-minded conservatives in there to change the course that we're on. Well, let's certainly hope that that, that works. Uh, and because uh, I'm with you, I do not want to see what the Republican Party is going to look like if they, in fact, don't win uh, on Tuesday. If they end up coming up just short or even 50-50 or whatever, I think it's going to be a, 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 a bloodbath on the Republican team. Yeah, I think that's right. And that's, you know, that could be kind of entertaining to watch, but <laughs> probably not the best thing for the party or for the country. Uh, what, I, I said one last question. One last, last question. The seat you're the most hopeful about that surprises you and the seat you're the most pessimistic about that surprises you. I'm, I think I'm an outlier in pessimism on Kentucky where I, I guess everyone thinks McConnell's ahead and internal polling has him up five or six, but he's still in, has broken 50, I think, almost not at all in any public poll. He's, uh, he has 99.9% name ID in Kentucky. I'm a little worried that the, the, I'm sure the people of Kentucky want to send a negative message to Obama, but they, they're also anti-incumbent, and he's been there 30 years and isn't loved. And I'm a little, uh, I'd be worried, more worried about Kentucky as a Republican than most. Uh, I'm a little watchful about at Virginia. I haven't seen any re- recent polling there, but I have the sense Gillespie's closing someone, Warner. That would be a, a great upset and cheer me up a lot. It'd be nice for me to have a Republican <laughs> senator again, at least one. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us for the podcast. I appreciate your time. Hey, my pleasure, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.